Hello, friend. Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. We are so honored to join with you and other moms from around the world as we encourage one another to know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply. Each week, we share biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you love your family well and create a Christ-centered home. We pray this podcast will encourage you to look to Jesus as the source of all the help you need. Hello, everyone. My name is Deb, and I'm so excited to be here today. You guys, we are going to talk about starting your new year with vision. Guys, we have so much hope for 2022, and we want to talk to you today about how you can build more hope in your new year, how you can practically build a vision board to help you to see things the way God sees them in your life and to move forward in the plans that God has for you. And so I'm here with my wonderful friend, Jackie Davis. Jackie is a busy mom. She has four kids. She's a homeschooling mom, and she is an amazing woman of God and super humble, beautiful spirit. And I just love being with her. And I know you're going to love being with her today. And so Jackie, I am so excited to talk with you about your vision board. And first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, how old your kids are, so everybody can know a little bit about you. So we have four children, um, 16 through 11. I have three boys and a girl. And uh, we've lived in Colorado for the last 14 years. So um, just love being here, love having family here, really enjoy getting outside with them and um, just enjoy creation. And I love you're from Australia. I am from Australia. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been in the States? Um, I've been here about 19 years. 19 years. I love it. Love it. Love it. And when I met you, I met you at your Bible study at your home. And guys, this was the best Bible study I've ever been to in my whole entire life. It was amazing. It was life-changing. And it was so life-changing that we are going to be adding some things in uh, at the Help Club for Moms to help you to know how to hear from God more clearly, how to speak life over your family, uh, how to even prophesy. And I know that that can feel like a, a pretty big, like, what does that even mean to prophesy? But it's 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 talked about in the Bible that uh, the Apostle Paul writes about it, where he says that, you know, we should love prophecy and love encouraging each other through prophecy and through hearing from God and encouraging one another. So we're going to be implementing more of that here at Help Club. And so today I asked Jackie to come because Jackie and her husband started making vision boards. And I wanted to, I wanted to tell you about it. We're going to talk about the how-tos. Uh, we have a post that's up at our website today. And so just fasten your seatbelt, get your notebook out to take notes, and uh, you're going to love today. So Jackie, my first question for you is, how did you and your husband get started on vision boards? We started vision boards our first year of marriage. My husband decided we should go away for our first anniversary. So we booked an Airbnb and um, we packed up and left and I didn't really have any plans, quite honestly, um, but he was like the first morning after breakfast, you know, I feel like we should just, you know, go away and spend time separately and spend time with the Lord and figure out what he's saying to us and then come back together and write some vision ideas for our next year. And I was like, well, that sounds like a good idea. And so we simply started like that. And it has been such a life-giving tool in our marriage that has really progressed and grown as we have grown. That's so good. And so you were telling me earlier that your husband said, you go get alone with God. Okay, wait, before I go to that, 
can you tell us what is a vision board? Can you define it or like cat, like paint a picture for us? What this, what is that? So vision boards are just a way to put like vision in a tangible place where you can see it and kind of keep it like in front of you through the year. So you're taking the things that are in your heart, the things that God has talked to you about, and you're putting them in picture form and you're putting them up so that you can see them, making them like a tangible representation of those ideas and concepts. Okay. So this would be like using, like you said, Google images. So like you get a core and we'll do this step by step in a minute, but just so everybody can see it as we're talking about it, you get for for you personally, because you like to be visual, you get thumb, you know, probably thumbtacks and Google images to represent things. Is that what you do? Yeah. So we sit down and we figure out, um, ideas and concepts. And then we'll go down to the computer and we'll type in some Google search words and we'll look up pictures that relate to the things that we're, we're talking about, the things that God's spoken to us about. And we'll find the one that most represents what we want to put on our board. And so we'll print those out, usually in color, and we'll cut them out and we'll, I, we just thumbtack them, but you can use double-sided tape or, or really anything. And then we put it in a place in our bedroom that we can both see. And so we see it like every day as we go past it. I love it. And I love how you guys do this together in your marriage. If you're a single mom or a, or a college kid or a business professional, you're not yet married, you can still do all this yourself. You can do it yourself or you can do it with your spouse. If you're married, if your spouse likes to do, would like to do it with you, or you could just do it yourself. And so, um, so tell me, how did it go? Your husband said, you go get along with God. I'll go get along with God. Like, so what did you do? Like, so let's start the step-by-step. So the step-by-step, the first step, you go get along with God. And then what else? What do you do in that time? So I kind of quieten my heart before Him. And then I start being thankful because as we're thankful and as we praise Him, it just opens gateways in the heavenly realm for us to hear Him better. So I usually start my time with thankfulness. I'm just looking back at the year and what He's done. And then I'm looking what He's done in our family and my personal life with our kids. And so I like to be thankful to start off with. And then Mm -hmm. I like to ask Him questions. So then I sit down and I have specific questions and categories that I use um, when I'm with the Lord, spending time with Him. And I just jot everything down. I I, I like to use a pencil and paper rather than a computer because it's easier for me to get my ideas out. And I just sit there and I just journal. And it's not neat. It's messy. um, But this is where my my ideas come into place. Okay. I love, earlier we were talking and you said these scriptures, uh, with where there is no vision, the people perish, Proverbs 29, 18. And you had a couple other scriptures. And before we move forward in the nuts and bolts, I feel like it's so important what you told me in our conversation earlier when we were talking, you said you have to write it down. And so can you just kind of take a little bit about casting the vision about hearing from God, writing it down. Uh, why Why would we do that? And, and tell us a little bit about this verse. It's Proverbs 29, 18. So it, yeah, it says in Proverbs 29, 18 that, you know, without vision, you know, we perish. And so the opposite of that is like with vision, we have life and life abundantly. And so vision just propels us into the good life that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And so it's a super powerful tool that God uses to accomplish the things that He's put in our hearts even before the creation of the world for us to walk into. And so um, that's that scripture for for me. I love that. And I love that you're sitting down with God and you're writing it down. And and so, ladies, I just really want to encourage you. Um, 
that when God gives you something, when he gives you a vision, to write it down. (laughs) When he gives you anything, to write it down. Uh, And then where was that? Wasn't this a scripture that you talked about writing it down? Yeah. Habakkuk 2.3 says, you know, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And so there's something powerful about when we actually sit and write it down. And when we first started doing vision stuff, we didn't have a vision board. We would just write it down in a little notebook. And we realized just from writing that down in that little notebook, we'd look back the next year and we'd be like, oh my goodness, just from writing it down, it, it, it's so helped us align our thoughts that we've seen the vision come to pass, like without a lot of effort, really. So that is so good. Um, okay. So you're, you're getting alone with the Lord. And I think for a mom, that is a tricky part, is getting alone with the Lord. Uh, and I think from experience, He can give you the vision in a lot of different ways. So sometimes I get visions when I'm worshiping God. Uh, he'll give them to me. Uh, I know songwriters. I uh, There's an amazing songwriter at our church. Uh, his name is D. Um and he's he's just amazing. And um, um, I met with his wife Jennifer, and she said that God spoke to him and said, "Whenever I give you anything, you are to write it down." And he he she remembers when they were a newlywed, Jennifer Wilson and Dee Wilson. When she was a newlywed, they would be sleeping, and they had a small apartment, and the bed was pushed up against the wall, and he slept by the wall. He would get up in the middle of it, crawl, crawling over her in the bed to go record a melody or words to a song. But he committed to God that whatever words God would give to him, he would be faithful with those words. And ladies, I think that when God gives you something for your family or for yourself, we have to be super careful that we are good stewards of it and that um, that you don't waste it or squander it and don't doubt him. When he gives you a vision, when you ask him, right, he's good. He, his word says that if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to with all, generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to him. But when he believe, when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. It can feel so uh, stressful sometimes to to try to hear from God like this. But ladies, I will tell you that he is good and he speaks and he gives wisdom. So just start writing down little phrases. So if you have some time, I mean, I I suggest making some time. When my kids were younger, I would get a babysitter and I would go to a coffee shop that was quiet or go somewhere that was quiet and I would sit with God. And just like Jackie, where she asked him questions, you could ask God these same questions. And all of these are printed out in Jackie's post. And it's also, uh, we added the link here at the podcast. But Jackie, could you just give us, so you open up with Thanksgiving and then could you give us uh, some of those questions that you asked the Lord? Yeah, I like to ask the Lord questions, things like, um, what are the unique desires you have given me for this season? Um, Also, what do I need to focus on in this season that I can only do in this season? And so when I ask him those questions, I pause and I sit and I wait for him to answer. And then I just get a pen and paper and I just write whatever I'm hearing in my mind or pictures that I'm seeing down on paper. Again, it's not pretty, it's not neat, but I'm just like writing down everything that I hear. And um, as I ask him these questions, I I feel like I get a download, and then I get revelation as I read what he's given me later on. 
So that has been super helpful. Some of the other questions that I ask him are, what are your desires for me in this season? And then are there any hindrances from me or other things preventing me from receiving the fullness of your vision for my life? And so sometimes, you know, there are things that I put on God that I think, well, God, that's just too big. That couldn't be you. And sometimes he wants to change my mindsets about the vision that he has for me because it's always bigger and better than what I have in my mind for myself. I love that. So can I just address something with you, Jackie? And I would love to encourage anyone out there. So we're definitely not name it and claim it type of people. We're not that type of a ministry uh, at all. Uh, we're not whatever that is. The I can't remember what it's called, but there's like a term for it that people that just name it and claim it. Um, but I need to talk to my sweet friends who have given up on the Lord or who might be feeling that God doesn't have anything good for them, and they've been praying and asking and nothing's been happening, or or maybe um, this desire in my heart isn't from you. What would you say to that, Jackie? I know God is good. And so what would you say to that? You know, when we walk with the Lord, He gives us desires. It says in Philippians 14 that He works in us to will and to do. And sometimes when we think about our desires, we think, well, because they're my desires, they can't be God's desires for my life. But that is so often so far from the truth. You know, God loves each of us so much, and He wants to partner with us. And He's called us into this divine partnership where it's not all about His side. He wants to partner with us on this earth to bring about His will and His plans. And He has given us all a piece of that, and we all carry something very different and unique. And God loves to partner with those unique desires and abilities that He's given us. And so oftentimes, the desires that we have are actually from Him. Mm -hmm. So when I think of that now, I'm like, Jesus, you want to work with me. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And so I pay attention to the desires that I have because the desires I have are different than the desires Mm -hmm. you have and vice versa. And so God works with those things actually to bring about His plan and good on the earth. I love that. I I did this Bible study, I don't know how many times. I taught it, I don't know how many times. It really resonated with me. I We taught it at church. I taught it to mom's groups. We even did a, I mean, like it's been the most significant and most impacting Bible study I've ever done. It's called Experiencing God. And it's by um, Henry B. Blackaby and Claude King. And they explained how to hear from God how to hear God's voice so clearly and so much scripture. It's thick. It's like a textbook, but I really learned it. And they gave this example one time. It's called the bicycle in the garage. And they said that, say you want to give your child a a bicycle for Christmas. You want them to have it, but they're young and they don't know that they want a bicycle, that they would enjoy it. They don't know anything about it. So you set about, you've already got the bicycle in the garage. You bought it on sale at Kmart. And you set about, telling your children how wonderful it would be to have a bicycle. (laughs) I mean, this is such a lame example about God relating to us, but it's just a way that you can see that the desires of your heart, you know, I just, we, we, we Christians have this way of just self-deprecating to where we just, we think that we're just so evil and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us guys. And God works in our hearts. And if you have that desire in your heart and it's a godly desire, you know? I'm not talking about anything that would ever go against Scripture, but a godly desire. God 
chances are God put it there. And and if it's not from God, he's going to tell you. See, that's the thing I think that um, people get afraid when they step out big for God because they worry, well, is this my idea or God's idea? And I think the trusting part in all of that is if it's not his idea, he's going to stop us (laughs) and we're going to know. And so I love that you ask, talk about the desires of your heart. Okay. So number one, you get along with God. For the mom, you have a babysitter, you get up early, you do this during nap time, whatever it is. And then you ask God questions. Then you write down the answers to the questions. What do you do if you don't get anything when you're sitting there? I just skip over it. You know, there's no law. There's no law in this whole process. It's great. I love it. Okay. And then you could write down words or phrases. uh, And then what's your next step? Um, After I've done that, I kind of pull it all together. And then I actually meet back with my husband because we like to do our vision board together. But our 16-year-old son has done it himself. And, you know, he basically, when we're done at that point, we talk through it. And then we go downstairs to our computer and we like start Google searching images. And so we'll look for the things that are really key on our vision board list. And we'll start looking at things that represent those things. And then we'll save them and we'll print them out and then cut them out. And then we start getting our vision onto a vision board. Can you give me your list? I know you wrote it down over there. Um, Give us your list that you pray, those different areas of your life, and that this is where you look for the Google image sources. Yeah. So we like to look at different categories. And the main ones we look at are, because we're married, marriage, our, our children who are at home with us right now. Church, the local church is important to us because that's a big value we have. Work, my husband's work is a huge part of um, his calling, so we always look at that. Ministry, vacation, finances, and physical activity, which is really important to us. I love that. And I love how when we were talking earlier, you know, Jesus undergirds everything. And so, you know, I imagine you have a picture of Jesus or, you know what I'm saying, because keeping him in front of you or, um, like, this is such a part of your DNA um, I think that everything that you do is with the Lord. And I think that if you're new to this, you could even say, okay, what do I want for my relationship with Jesus? Mm-hmm. How do I want to know Him more? Is there an area of my life that I would like to grow in, in confidence, maybe in mothering, or maybe in your own dreams, or maybe you've never dreamed a day in your life and you need to start dreaming with Him, or or you want to know Him more, you want to understand the Bible more, you want to memorize scriptures, or you just want to keep the picture of Jesus in front of you. Maybe there's a beautiful picture of Jesus on the internet that you love. I know I love so many different painters. Young Young Sung Kim is one of my favorites. Uh, there's so many pictures of Jesus out there. You could just put a picture of Jesus on your vision board that would represent something in your heart, how you want to grow in your relationship to Him, or you maybe you just want to, to grow closer to Him uh, this year, something like that, but putting that there. Uh, and you know what I love that you were talking about? So um, well, I, w- I actually want you to dive deeper into a few of those topics. So with your marriage, so what do you guys, what does that mean when you pray over that? Like, what do you say? Well, that's looked different in different seasons, but in this season we're looking at, well, even just date times. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. So how do we protect our relationship in this season? And sometimes it's just being, okay, we're going to put the kids to bed and we're going to make sure we spend time together and not watch TV. That's so good. <laughs> and talk to each other. Um, in this season, it looks very different because our kids are pretty busy and we drive them around a lot. So it's kind of like, okay, we need to get time for ourselves. So this season is like, okay, we need dates. What does that look like? You know, 
how do we fit that in our schedule practically? How often should we do that? How many times a month? So we've, we've done things like that. And also um, a big value that my husband and I have had is actually doing vacations together. So just planning something special. And it doesn't have to be big or far away, but just having relatives or friends look after our kids and just getting just getting away overnight. Mm-hmm. It's been super powerful for us in our marriage. And you know what I, I love? And you know what? what I love this phrase. What God, uh, what is it? It, like what God calls us to do, He finances. Mm-hmm. And if He's calling you to have some time with your husband, uh, or even if you want to go and get alone by yourself, like I go to a beautiful Christian retreat center uh, called Glenary all the time, and um, God provides the money to go to that. And you know, if He wants you to go on a vacation with your husband, you could ask Him. I remember when my kids were growing up, I would pray this prayer all the time, Lord, help us to find money, have bills paid off, checks in the mail, things be cheaper or free. And uh, and I said, give us, when we were homeschooling, because we did it too, I would say, Lord, give us the right books, books on tape, lessons, classes, tutors, experiences, and the money to pay for it. And so I feel like God will finance what He what He gives you. And so if you want to go on a little getaway with your husband, ask him for the money, ask him for bargains. And, uh, you know, you can get that nitty gritty with him. And then what about your kids? Yeah, so... With our kids, we look at different things for them. So my kids are super musical, so having music is a big deal. So it's finding time for the lessons and putting that in our schedule and then um, teaches and different musical instruments and the cost of those. So each year we pray about what does that look like? How much time commitment do we give this? How are we going to make this happen, Jesus? And sometimes we feel really, really stretched, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. We have four kids um, that all are very musical and each of them have like the eldest one has three things that he does musically mm-hmm. and it, it can get a lot, but God gives us wisdom on how to, you know, even just structure our time and our resources so that we can actually make that happen for our kids because we've seen them grow and thrive in that. And we realize that's a gifting that's on their lives. And because of that, God gives us a grace to be able to make that happen, whether it's financially or whether it's time or whether it's even just energy to get them to the places they need to get to for those things to happen. You know what I love, though, about this is you're not just giving them a musical instrument because your friends are doing it or because whatever else, you saw something on Facebook where someone else's child is doing it. You're doing it because you ask God. And that is a big deal. We did that with the Lord, with our kids. Show us their callings, God. Show us what they need to help us to equip them for their callings. And we did that with our children too. And um, with us, you, I didn't do a vision board. I, I wish I would have known about this because I, when I heard of that you do this, Jackie, I was so excited because I want to make one. I've never made one. And uh, But what, what I did do, God, I mean, He works through whatever you have and whatever you don't have. And so I do, we have these weekly plan sheets at Help Club, and I did them a long time ago. I found them at Mary Kay. My Mary Kay director gave me one, and I would plan out my week, and I would plan family dinners. We would plan, I would plan a date night with my husband a couple of nights, a couple of times a month. Uh, We would dream together about um, vacations together, and it's so neat because I wrote them down in my prayer binder. And I know that you you dream about traveling with your kids, and I want to hear that too uh, from you, what you guys do. I I wrote it in my prayer binder, and I just wrote down the different places I would like to go. And so with our family, and I wanted to go to the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. 
Uh, we wrote down that we wanted to go to Paris and England and Italy to go. And I also wanted to take my children to Beatrix Potter's house uh, because we read her stories. My son loved Beatrix Potter's stories until he was 14. I was reading them out loud to him until he's 14. He loved it. And then we also went to George uh, Mueller's uh, house and his place over there overseas in London. And we wanted our children to see and learn about his life. And it was so significant. We went to the um, the Vatican and we we just saw such a significant, uh, vast difference between the Vatican and then George Mueller. And and at the Vatican, you obviously you can't touch anything, or you know, it's just you hear about the way that they came into power. A lot of these popes from a long time ago, um, they came into power by by stealing, you know, and power or hungry stuff. But then you go to George Washington, or George, we went to George Washington Carver's uh, place too. Um, when you go to George Mueller's um, house or his place where they run the ministry. They, they pull out his Bible out of a case and they let you touch it, like with his notes. He, if you know about George Mueller, he is someone who founded this huge, huge uh, children's movement to, to take care of children, orphans. And Charles Dickens even came to look at his place and he had all these orphanage houses and he never, this is George Wash. Oh man, he's amazing. George Mueller. He would never tell a single person their financial need. And he just went straight to God and he wrote about it and he journaled it. That's another thing, guys, writing about it. So George Mueller wrote about every single penny that came in to his to his ministry. And one time they didn't even have enough money and they were sitting at the table. They didn't have money for food. And then a milk truck broke down outside <laughs> and he wrote about it. He wrote about all the things and he wanted to bring God glory. And so guys, dreaming big about your children and going to see things and asking God for money, that trip to DC, we heard about it. There was this group that was going and it was super, super like low budget. We stayed in a really like, I think we stayed. We stayed at like a dorm at a college and we had to make our lunches every day and carry them in like a little thermos. Like to a lot of people, that would be a nightmare. That's not my vacation, but it was cheap. And we went in tour buses and, you know, we got to go see all these places and I got to do it really cheap. And then when we went overseas to London and Paris our first time, my husband and I decided to put all of our stuff on our credit card, even our mortgage. Like we back then you could do this. You could pay your mortgage on the credit card and we pay it back right away. But we earned points and all four of us got free plane tickets overseas. And God just, he, he has... This is this is another thing I want to tell you guys. God has heavenly solutions to your problems. He has heavenly ideas. He's got things you never even dreamed of. Just like Jackie just said, that he has bigger dreams for you than you could ever dream for yourself. He's got he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He has bargains for you. But I think he wants us to ask. And I'm telling you guys, I asked all the time. I prayed every day. Lord, let us find money. A bill's paid off. Checks and mail. Things be cheaper or free cheaper or free was our vacation. And guys, just really, really looking at God as your complete provider, the one that gives you your dreams, the one that gives you your vision and running with it, just like it says in Kambakic, run with it. And so Jackie, tell us about your kids. I, I love what you guys did in your travel. Yeah. So travel has been just a really big deal for us. Um, we always wanted to make memories with our kids while they were in our house. So that has looked different as well. Like to begin with, we were just like, we just want to do a vacation and mm -hmm. we want to do it local. And so Eric's mom had a timeshare um, that she gave us like for five years in a row. And so we were able to take our kids to Bogosa Springs. Um, but since then, we have prayed, Jesus, we'd love to 
to take our kids on a vacation each year that's something special. And um, so we do that every year. We pray about it, and then we figure out what our finances are that year and where we would like to go. And so we look at different places that are close by or just, you know, around us that we could take our kids to to have memories with them. But um, one of the ideas my husband had was just like the Jewish people give their kids a bar mitzvah about 14 years of age, he was like, 14 years is a special time of a kid's life when they're becoming an adult and they're they're still a child, but they're becoming this adult. And um, he really had it in his heart to just take each of our kids when they reach 14 on a trip just with him and them. And so um, we've taken one of our kids so far. Um, but what we do is we ask our kids, where would you love to go in the world? If you could go anywhere, where would that be? And our eldest son wanted to go to New York City. So sure enough, we prayed into that and we were able to make that trip happen for him. And that was a really special time for him. And our second born, he really has a heart for um, the, the Japanese culture. And so, of course, his, his answer was like, I would like to go to Japan. And so... Um, you know, my husband was, it's, it's on our vision board and my husband was looking for ways to make that happen. But as you know, Japan has been closed because of COVID restrictions. So, you know, sometimes stuff happens and it's out of our control or, you know, that's just Jesus closing a door for a time as well. And so we've prayed into that and we're still like, we'd love to take you to Japan, but there's things that are out of our control with that. And so we've said to him, look, you know, if it opens up, we'll take you to Japan, but what else is in your heart that we could possibly do that's open. And so, you know, now as we're sitting down and talking about vision for next year, we've asked him the question, are there any other places that you could go or would want to go if this doesn't happen? And so we're going to talk through those things and and make that a part of our vision board this year as well. I love that you have a plan B, right? Because right. maybe plan B is actually where God wants him in this season. And I love that you go to God and ask him about these things. Uh, my husband... Uh, took our son when he was 12 and did this overnight with him and explained to him about being a knight and he gave him a sword and you know it was a purity talk but he did it at a hotel and it's it was so wonderful and then he also took our son to um LA they had this thing called Maker Fair and you guys make magazine if you have creative kids that love making stuff make magazine is amazing and uh, Maker Fair was this thing that he took my son to, and Mythbusters were there, you know, doing all their Mythbuster stuff, you know. And then when he came home, he decided he wanted to do this uh, this uh, summer camps with kids. And so he did it at our house. He made several thousand dollars. Uh, he had one that was called Maker Day, where you would make weapons out of like foam things and mommy prayed before those kids came over that nobody got hurt. But he had hay bales where he taught him how to sword fight and we did battles. And then he had another one called, um, that was sorry, that one's called Hawkshead. And then had another one called Maker Day. And that one, he took popsicle sticks and uh, uh, raw eggs and wheels, and they had to make a car, put the raw egg in it, and it, it went down a hill. And you had to test the dynamics of it. And it was just really good. And he he came up with that because he went on this trip. And since then, my son, he loves, he's so creative and he's he's just had his hands in a lot of creative ideas. And he he draws so much joy from being creative. And even as he was growing up, we read out loud to him and my daughter, and he would do things. He would create things. He There's this other thing you guys uh, loved. It's called Paper Robots 1999. You can go to this website called Paper Robots 1999, download it. And there's uh, like robots that you can make that are like Legos, but you color them in, you cut them out on cardstock, you get this, like either you could use twisty ties or something else to 
put their joints together, but he would make those. And as I was reading out loud, but that was my son, right? God told us that about our, about our son. He is a creator. And what is it about your children? Just like Jackie said, my children are musicians. And so this is what we have set aside money and time. And our daughter, she loves thinking deeply about the Lord. And so she was, we always spent the money, but it was so worth it. A thousand dollars. Oh, it was a lot of money, but every summer she would go to Summit, Summit, Summit Ministries, it was a worldview place. Then she got to intern with them. Then she went to their semester program. But I took her to Asheville to the Vanderbilt Mansion, and it was in the fall. And we were just around so much beauty, and we went to this beautiful place to stay. That we we slept in the same bed, and we were just giggling and having fun and having breakfast together and playing games. And it was so special. But it, only the Lord could have done that. And so for you guys, asking God about your children, I love that. And then your other ideas would be, let's talk about um, your finances. What about like, when you think about your finances, guys, your money is God's money, right? That's the way it goes. Our, God gives us all of our money. And the it's the best thing that we can do is looking at our money as His money. And so, how, Jackie, what do you think about like with your money? Like, like, like casting a vision about your money. What, what would that look like for you? So we love giving. Mm-hmm. And so what we've tried to do is every year talk about how we can increase that. Um, and so we try and increase every year a little bit. And sometimes that's been possible. And honestly, sometimes that's not been possible. But at least we've tried to maintain at that point um, what we're giving. And so we talk through our finances. Every year we want to grow in that. It's a value we have to be mm-hmm. generous. And so this year we're praying, who do we give to? How do we, you know, how do we give to the kingdom of God? Like, how much do we tithe? Uh, we want to tithe beyond 10%. So that's something we always bring up. Um, but even this year, we were talking about finances and like how much we have some extra stuff that God has graced us with just this year. And so we're like, okay, so how much do we put towards paying down debt? How much do we give and how much do we find an investment thing for? And so they, these are our discussions that we have. Um, with our finances. And so that's been really helpful for us to keep us on the same page as a couple. But not only that, we think about every year we have like a fixer up a home that we live um, in Colorado in a place that's kind of an older community. And so every year we, we do a bigger house project. And so every year we have pictures of different things we would like to do in our house and we put those on our vision board. And so this year, we were wanting to do a bathroom, a downstairs bathroom, and then to get our driveway paved. So simple things, but we put them on our vision board because we want to see those things take place this year. So we do our house, we do um, investment, we do giving, we do tithing, um, and then we look at you know the extras like vacations and um, even just investing in our kids like how can we invest in them? So we have a junior, my 16 year old's a junior and we're like, okay, so how do we invest in him this year so that, you know, he's on fire for what God has put in his heart when he leaves our house? (laughs) How are we giving him memories? How are we building into him? So um, a lot of the conversations we have right now are around with extra stuff. Okay. How can we build into this child in the way we need to, to help him fly when he leaves our, our house? That's so good. Um, I love how you pray about that. My husband and I were on a walk, and uh, we were walking around our neighborhood, and we were like, you know, you know, every, so many people are talking about stocking up on food and, you know, just different stuff. I mean, it's so easy to be afraid when you look around. Guys, don't look around. Look at Jesus, right? And my husband and I were like, you know what? It seems like there were certain people 
like during the worst part of our country's history, the the depression, right? There were certain people that were doing fine financially, doing well or making money. And so we said, God, show us how, how can we be positioned to where we would be fine financially or to make money. And do you know, it's a funny little story, but we had been praying about a van and uh, not a new van, just need a used van because of our, our grandchildren. And, uh, I keep bumping my granddaughter's head. <laughs> I try really hard not to, so she's she's learning the drill not to bump her head in the car. But I need a van, and I just wanted a used one, like a you know, I don't know, eight year old van. But I, I knew it would be a certain amount of money, and so we've been praying about it and asking the Lord to where we didn't have to go into debt and stuff. And so then my sister in law sends me this text about Donald Trump's media thing that he started and that it was going on to the market. And so I said, Hey, honey, can you uh, invest some money in the, in the market in this thing? You know, uh, it seems like it might be a good investment. And we never do that. It's like day trading, right? Stock market can be very dangerous and we never do that. Okay. But I felt like, Hey, why don't we just add a little money to it and see what happens? And we, <laughs> we sold it in a day and we had. Uh, a lot of money to put towards a van, and so <laughs> I, I, God did that. It was it was not our because we're smart or because we knew a trend or anything. It was just that God did that, and so we we were able to give money away from that, and uh, we gave a sizable donations to some ministries that we love. And so, anyway, I just ask God, you guys, don't put limits on Him or boxes on Him or think that your life is going to be a certain way because of the country, the way the country's going. There's always creative ideas and there's always solutions. And God just wants us to come to Him and ask. And, uh, oh, physical activity. I wanted you to talk about that. So when we when we were doing pre-marriage counseling, my husband and I decided that physical activity was something that was super important. That was a big value for both of us. And so we've looked at how to make that happen as our kids have been through our house. So, you know, when you have little babies, it's it's hard to get out of the house and go to the gym. I know some places offer babysitting, but we never, ever did that. And so every evening we would, when the weather was fine, we would walk with our kids. And so we've done different things along the way. But uh, for our vision board, my husband has on his his pictures, he has golf and ultimate Frisbee and you know, just by putting them up, he was like, last year with just COVID and a lot of other stuff, he didn't get to do that. And so he's like, this year, I just really would like to play more golf. I would like to improve my game. And so he put it on the vision board and, you know, he has actually played a lot more golf this year than he has Mm -hmm. any other year. And um, the other thing he wanted to do was ultimate Frisbee. And that was a passion that he had when he was back in college that he used to play with his friends. And since doing that, he's invited my two older boys with him to the games. And now they have a passion to do ultimate Frisbee as well, which is a super big blessing for my husband because it's quality time spent with them doing something that he loves that now has become a passion for them. And so that's been really special in our family. Um, but for me personally, um, I have a picture of a ballerina, which is kind of a funny story because I never done ballet really in my life until COVID hit last year. And my daughter does ballet at one of the studios in town and they offered some online classes and these were for everybody. So any age could do some of the classes that that they were offering. So I signed up and I was like, gosh, I really, really enjoy this. This is surprising to me. And so when it ended, they didn't have enough adult kind of interest to offer that anymore. And it was something that was so in my heart that I just began to stop praying about. I'm like, God, I just love this. And God began to speak to me about, he loves the things that I actually really enjoy. And he loves it when it's it's kind of like that Eric Little story. You know, mm-hmm. he felt his 
his glory when he ran. His pleasure, his too. His pleasure. That's what it was. His pleasure when he ran. And Jesus is like, I just love it when you do something that you love. I'm there with you when you do it. And he started speaking to me about, you know, you should do this. And so I was praying, okay, what does that look like? How do I do this? And so I researched a couple of places in in town and found um, one of the schools that did some adult classes and joined up. And first of all, it was actually, um, it was a big deal. You know, I felt like, gosh, I'm just in my 40s. I can't believe I'm starting ballet and you know, this feels a little bit out of my comfort zone, but the Lord has so used it to bless me and it's brought me so much life. And maybe I'll never be that prima ballerina that's on my board, <laughs> but it encourages me every day to just, you know, work at that a little bit more. And it has brought me such life, um, you know, in this last year and a half that I've been doing it. I love it. Okay. So we're out of time. What would you, what is your takeaway? Anything that you want to make sure that you, um, say to our moms, I, I am so happy. I can't even tell you how happy I am that we, we are offering this. Thank you, Jackie. I'm so thankful. Yeah. I, um, I just want to encourage everybody to start, um, you know, you don't have to start big and it doesn't have to be, um, anything formal, but just start with some of those little desires you have and putting those down in a place where you can see them regularly really makes a big difference. Um, and Hebrews 11, it talks about God framing the world with His words. And I love this scripture because, you know, as I see my vision board and walk past it, I actually come into agreement with it, with my words and my thoughts. And so every time I see it, I'm like thanking the Lord for the vision that He's put in front of me. I'm thanking the Lord for provision for that, even if I don't see it straight away. And I start declaring and decreeing things about it. And there's power in that. And if Jesus can frame His world with His words— um, what can we do with our world? You know, and so I start to to partner with God in just speaking out those things over my life, and that has changed everything. And so I just want to encourage anyone who is going on this journey to like, as you do this, you know, come into agreement with what you're doing with the Lord. Speak those things out, and you will be surprised to see how your world looks very different when you start um, planning and dreaming with the Lord, it's so much richer and it's so much more rewarding and life-giving when we partner with God in those plans. Oh man, that's so good. Um, I just finished this book, you guys. It's stunning. It is absolutely stunning. And I know a lot of you probably know about it, but it's called Atomic Habits. And uh, he talks about the way that the Japanese train conductors do their thing. to It's for safety. It's for timeliness. Everything is they call out what they're looking at. And uh, he said, it's so important that you call out what you want to do. So like tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., I will exercise at the gym, you know, or, or, and as you're walking by your vision board, I thank you, God, that you made me to dance and I feel your pleasure when I dance or thank you, God, that uh, with your help, whatever it is you want to declare with your family or whatever. But I think it's important. Thank you, God, for that beautiful picture of Italy or, or of um, our children playing music or whatever it is. Thank you for all of these things. Thank you for bringing these things to pass. Thank you for this vision. I just, I love that what you just said to really speak that out. Our words are so important. Even a secular book like Atomic Habits talks about speaking something out. And you are a child of God speaking out, God working in that situation, and God bringing that to pass. That is super duper powerful. So thank you, Jackie. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. 
Be sure to click on the link in this podcast and you can get the whole uh, post with a worksheet that you can take to your time with the Lord to plan out your very own vision board. So thank you, Jackie. This was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, guys.